Come on. We have to get faster internet so it's all in sync. Gotta get 5G round, eh? Yeah, 5G. I'm for 5G as long as it gives me fast. If it gives me, if it kills me, I don't care as long as I got fast internet. Oh my gosh, that sounds like the vaccine. As long as I can travel. Yeah, yeah, actually, we don't. (laughs) I can't believe people are buying that. I can't believe people are buying that. I can't believe that either. But before we get into that, let's welcome everyone to the family podcast affair. Okay. You can do that. And unfortunately, we don't have Travis to this evening. Mm-hmm. She's not feeling too well. So, suffering from two bags. We yeah. loves and, and good wishes and health and all the rest of that nice stuff. Yeah, we had a good intro. We had a good intro. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be back with a vengeance next week. <laughs> take out, take over the whole song next week. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, what I want to ask is there's two things that are really interesting. Um, Megan's done an interview with Oprah. And she's going to reveal oh, all. Is it? I'm going to watch it. So I think it's some. Is it tomorrow? Or when's it going to be? Oh, yeah. My nose in one. So actually, it could be Sunday or Monday. I don't think they're releasing it. I think. Was it tomorrow? Anyway, it's coming out in a couple of days or in the next few days. And she was saying something about like they were trying to, um, well, not treat it nice, basically. So it's going to be really interesting. Uh, 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 what do you think? I'm a bit confused as to why it's important. Megan, M- Megan Merkel, the cool, the I'm, Duchess. I, I'm, no, I'm a bit, I'm a bit confused as to why it's important. I, I think what it is, is, I think what it is, Medea. People are going yeah. off that how Diana was treated because there's, a, there's a, quite a few things, you know, on Netflix and online that you could see how uh, Diana spoke and her persona and you know, just how miserable she was. And she just basically let all rip at one point and said, yeah, I had bulimia. This was happening. I was sick with my first son. Uh, So-and-so was borderline cheating on me. There was so much to it. But they painted out this picture like it was kind of like a golden lifestyle she had. So I just think everyone's saying it's kind of like a mirror image, like how they're treating Megan is like the modern day Diana sort of thing. Well, all I've got to say is, A, be careful what you wish for. B, you put yourself there. It's as simple as that. Yeah, it's as simple as like that. that. When you're in the limelight, I have no sympathy for people in the limelight because they've got money to soothe their wounds. So I have no sympathy. I'm sorry. It doesn't There's help anything. Issues and more important people to be talking about, like those who are starving, you know, all over the world, people who, who are feeling low right now because they're on lockdown. I don't particularly care about anybody in the royals. I don't care what hard times they're having. <laughs> they're, 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 they're rich. They'll always be rich. That's their problem. But you know Simple. what? The thing yeah. is, though, the thing is, though, you got to remember, they're still human. Even if they've got a different class. A lifestyle. They're still yeah, human. Right. Take yourself out the limelight. Go into the did. Davening. In the limelight. I think she actually commented to um because they're saying that she was a bully at the palace. Yeah, I heard that. I, you know, I don't know, man. I, I find that kind of weird. But she says, she's, the, the, well, the palace came out and said she was a bully. She said, no, that's not true. And the firm need to be put in their place. She calls the, the like Buckingham Palace and the, the <laughs> as a business, you know, the, the firm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one <laughs> they would say that because anyone who has a, a hint of colour in them you know um, if you stand up for yourself the first thing they're going to 
associate with you is that you you're aggressive you know you've got a chip on your shoulder and all the rest of it so it's, it shouldn't be nothing new to her to well, hear that's those that's my dad that's how there was with diana because even simple things that I, I never knew or obviously i wouldn't know but she cut her hair and they seen it as like you cut your hair while you cut your hair you're rebellious sort of thing you know <laughs> well i'll tell you yeah. one thing <laughs> there'll never be another black person in the royals after this <laughs> oh, hopefully the royals will soon dis- disintegrate I mean, you don't I, mean need I, the I don't think they'll disintegrate, but maybe they'll take a backseat, maybe. Exactly. You know, they don't maybe, need them. Maybe, Give maybe. them the money and just leave them where they are. Let them Give be the happy money. somewhere Give them else. The money. Give them the money. Is that what you just said? Let, yeah, they've got their money. Let them be happy where they are. <laughs> they don't need to be in the limelight. None of the royals need to be in the limelight. They just need to live a happy, peaceful life somewhere quiet. And that's it. Well, that's what Meghan and is it Harry she's with? That's what they're doing, basically. That's why they're, that's what they were doing. They wouldn't, they wouldn't play up to the media. Well, they, they don't. I think she's like clear name. Responding. I think you, you're rich. You're rich. You, we imagine you picking your nose, having a good pick of your nose. Paparazzi's gonna get that. You know what I mean? They'll find where you are, break into phone calls, hack your internet. It's not that easy when you've got so Put much in. power. Please tell me, what did she do before she married a royal? She was in suits. She was it. She was so she was actor. a celeb. She's yeah. So she knows the running. She knows the drill. So well, she weren't an actor like Tom Hardy and Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate, which is what that sort of actor. She was still so. in the limelight. Still in the limelight. <laughs> I don't know why people are feeling sorry for people in the limelight. You choose to put yourself there. Nobody said you need to be a star. You have this yearning to be noticed. When you want to be a celeb, you have a yearning to be noticed. Wait there, so wait there, wait there. Hold you, on. A you don't, but you don't know how you're going to be noticed. Is this, you is just it... have this yearning. You want to be noticed. Oh man! But like you I don't, know. I don't know. I guess I mean being being noticed is not bad. I think I would like black apocalypse and 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 this podcast to be noticed at some point. You know, I don't want to be like these guys though. I just want to. Interview people. Yeah, but you're not yearning to be a celebrity. But how do you know, Madaz, you wanted to be noticed? You probably wanted to be like me once upon a time, just fulfill a dream and just express themselves. But then she got out in the foot. Oh, wow, you're amazing. You know, (laughs) let's put you on suits. You just, I don't know, how do you know? (laughs) Then when she was given the chance to go on suit, what did she decide to do? Go on suits? Exactly. Probably think it was going to blow up. If you you didn't have that thing, you know, Madaz, where they're like, they do things and not really think, oh, wow, what if this turn makes the big time? What if I marry a prince? Yeah. <laughs> a little like, bit of royal family. What are the odds? Exactly. Like, At know. the end of the day, she would have been briefed on what to expect going into the royal family. She was briefed. It's Probably not something she went into blindly because they would have told her what they expected from her, how to conduct herself and the rest of it. She went ahead and did it anyway. We is, all have choices. Yeah. We have choices. You know, you choose to put yourself out there. You've got to bear the consequences, mm-hmm. whether it be good or bad. You know, I'm it doesn't actually... matter. You can pretty it up all you like. Being a celeb is a choice. Okay. Except can I, for can I can I chime in? Celebrities. Okay. Um, the thing is, obviously, that was just a teaser from the interview that's coming up on on I guess at the weekend. Yeah. Um. And I guess it's all just marketing because I'm pretty sure 
Megan has signed something that she's mm. not allowed to say anything about what happened in the household. So I'm pretty sure it's just going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, this person was a bit mad at me and that was it. So you, you know, there ain't going to be too much information coming out. And she's still married to um, Harry. So she won't be able to say much anyway. So if you expect exactly. anything, don't. Don't even watch it. Don't even give it your, um, your, your, your viewing time. And I right. wouldn't waste my time. <laughs> I want to move on to the next thing that's coming up that's really, really important to everybody. Coming to America too. It's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. Yo. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching it. I'm pre- Are you going to watch it tomorrow? It's on, um, it's on Premiere, uh, Amazon. Prime. It's on Prime T, so I'll be watching it. Yeah, yeah tomorrow I'm going to watch it. The moment it's actually tonight, isn't it? It will be tonight? Oh, I might just stay. I'm going to be working. Oh, no. no, man. No. Yeah, I'll watch it in the morning. Before work. <laughs> <laughs> Now, nah, actually, I'm gonna wait, wait till tomorrow evening. I'm just gonna not stay off the internet so no one spoils it for me. But uh, you guys, easy, yeah. so you, you guys, looking forward to it? Put in. I think it'll be a good watch. Yeah, no big TV. You know, relax. Finally, just put my mind at ease and literally just get stuck in watching it. So it'll be good. <laughs> and good old Eddie Murphy. Oh my days, we haven't seen Eddie Murphy like forever on TV. Mm. When you think about it. That's true. He's been too busy being a, a father and that his knees. He's got like a ten kids, a man. man. Ten kids. Yeah. <laughs> ten kids, man. Oh, do any of them will appear in the show? <laughs> Good question, actually. Mm. Yeah. Any, so, yeah. Are any of his kids actors actually? I don't even think so. I've never researched to find out. No. Well, I'm gonna have a look. Anyway, um, can we go into topic, please? Come on, mate. Let's go to the one that our dear pudding put in. Men versus contraception. Well, that wasn't even a topic. That was just basically one of them quotes where you look into it, but the fact that you pull it into a topic, that's a good thing, actually, to think about because I know it's what was the topic again? Should men be on contraception? Is that what you put in? Yeah, well, if you look at the, if you looked at the maths, what they, they put in. I know what well, for the viewer's point of view. So basically, I'll read out what I posted in the chat. It says, one man can impregnate nine women every day for nine months. Those are 2,430 pregnancies. One woman can only get pregnant once within nine months, even if she beds nine men every day within nine months. That's only one pregnancy. So clearly, society is placing the birth control responsibilities on the wrong gender. Science is busy making pills and hormone altering devices for the wrong person. Controversial. Yeah. It's not controversial. I actually agree that men should have the contraceptions. I think they should. I think they should too. I don't don't know why. why I think it should be a case of like when it's men and women and you get together and it's like you have the talk I don't know how it is for people but I know my situation I have the talk and be like okay contraception what's our thoughts on it where can we go blah 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 I feel like it should be a case of like there's an option that the man can um be on contraception just like how we have the option as women to be on contraception so it's not a bad idea I know in India actually they was talking about making a pill I don't know where they are with the process when it comes to that but I know it was before months back probably even a year back or two 
I, I personally think that um, it should go back into schools, in the high schools, and I think it should be more focused on the, 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 the male, you know, to, to be more, what's the word, responsible? They mm. should be on the contraceptives even more than women because mm. they can lay their seed wherever and it's time to cut that down because it's not fair. You know, I, I personally think it should be focused on the males instead of the females. Mm. What do you say, Al Stalio? Um, well, I'll say that the Indian contraception that was meant to, well, look, last article, well, the last thing we heard about it was 2009. It's meant to be an injection, so a shot. I heard um, it was a pill. I thought of a pill as well from there. No, but it could be a pill. It could be a shot. I don't think it matters the way it gets into your body. Um, I think because look, look, look at the, look at the um, the the statistics basically with with women. Look at all these different various ways of like like stopping pregnancy, um, getting the pill, putting this chip into the arm. Um, the coil, and then you got like condoms and all this other stuff, and um, all of, you don't know with all these like the, the pill, it wrecks up your body. Uh, the chip in your arm, you don't know what it does to you. The coil is also sometimes not good. So there's all these dangerous things. The only thing I think is actually good is the visectomy for male, because first of all, it guarantees the guy's not going to get into any problems, and second, it's reversible. So, I mean, I don't know how painful it is, but to me, that sounds like the only logical way to keep childbirths and all this stuff down. So I would recommend that, to be fair. I'd recommend celibacy. That's the best one. <laughs> you know, <that's, laughs> I knew that was horny. Funny. You know how horny teenagers are. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you understand. I, don't, I think I know it was a long time ago, but I think you don't remember how horny especially young males are, and, and I don't know about maybe women too, but you're not going to be able to tell them you have to be celibate, you know. <laughs> you're not, it's not possible. You have to come up with a proper solution, and a proper solution would be, I don't know about compulsory visectomy, but they should make visectomies. I don't know if on, on the NHS, are they free, or how does it work? It, it, is, it is free, you know, mm. unless you're in a, in a position where you can pay for it private. Mm. So you know, they should, so. should make... Um, I mean, no one should be starting a family before 30 anyway. So I think they should say to everyone before 30, all males, look, we're offering you a chance to get visectomy and give them the, the reasons why and the benefits why it would be better for them. The only problem is if it's not reversible, I don't know how, how effective it is when it, you know, when it says, okay, we can reverse it. I don't know how effective it is. If, is there a case when you reverse it, but it didn't work? So but that's the only argument. But if you can get a better defined version of it that you know yeah 100% chance of being pregnant or creating babies when you reverse the bisectomy they would say go with that that would be the best one I agree the best one. Should, no one gets hard the women be. the women can stay on their normal cycles and have no problems and carry on about their business and the men who cause most of the trouble anyway because they're going to be sh- shooting spraying themselves around everywhere and with five or six kids with five or six different women and then they're going to have a headache with the CSA and all these other agencies that exist. Agreed, agreed. Which which leads me to um, talk a little bit about the other thing that I've always want, thought should be put in place. You know, where, when it comes to genetics, mm. do you think genetics 
should be considered in and taught in schools as a guideline before partners decide who to have their children with <laughs> because i'm finding that a lot of people both females and males they jump in with someone they don't know their history they don't know they don't know nothing particularly about the medical side of of the partners they're jumping in with and then they have these children thinking it's going to be okay and then all these problems come up afterwards like for instance a girl meets a boy they have a one night stand or a couple of months affair and a child is created mm -hmm. only for, to find out the, the the man's probably gone the girl the, the woman's had the child the child starts to display char characteristics of a, a mad person this is just an example now if that they had taken time to find out the the medical background or the genetic makeup they would have been able to foresee what could have happened should they have a child and know how to deal with it. Mm. So I think in this day and age, those sorts of things should be brought into school and talked about because it's time that people stop having kids, not knowing the medical history and bringing a lot of children that have problem into the world, you know, that could be avoided. Do you get where I come from? Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. Back in education, that wasn't taught. No, 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 no. They don't talk about the genetic makeup of children and, and looking at medical history of... of um, that taught uh, when I was I remember that as clear as day. When you, I, you, you, you remember sex education? No, I'm not looking at that. That was very brief in school, to be what honest. Did you, what do you remember what, that was talked about in school? I, I remember... It wasn't in my day. Uh, no, that's recent. That was when we were young. We had a couple of classes, but that again, sorry, I'll start, yeah. We we had a couple of classes on sex education, but it wasn't anything special. We didn't Is even pay attention. Science, PSHE, or probably even both to like support what they were on about. But I remember they had um, two bodies, men and women. Obviously, we knew about the body and stuff. But it was at a stage where it was on about if you if they were to mate they would, you know, there's chances they can have ginger hair or brown hair, whatever the parents have, or even went back so far saying that it can even go into a, the baby can be formed and have someone else's uh, gene pool way back in mm. year three. They even spoke about that. And then they were saying, if you come from a musical family and then if um, the other parent comes from a sports family, a sports background, then there's chances that, that gene pool could be stronger, those ones, rather than two people who say can't cook. They said, you know, sometimes it's a genetic thing. That's what the boy boiled it down to. Also environmental as well. So it was very technical. The lesson was very technical. But I remember yeah. having those sort of biology lessons in PSA. Do you remember having do you remember having a lesson where they said, oh, if um if you mate with someone who's who's mad or someone <laughs> you know. They've got a history of, of um, oh, what schizophrenia you call it? or something. That would always come yeah. off, not as I'm, a lesson, mm -hmm. but we would always have debates in science. Our science group was so good. Like, yeah. I'm not even going to lie. We'd always have debates saying that, oh, okay, so is the chances if I went with someone who had bipolar, would that then be a chance that my child would have bipolar? And they'd say yes or no. And That's fine. And That's fine. So we always had like them general yeah. earthy chats. I do recall though that i'm guessing when you was in school you didn't have 
teachers that you could speak on that sort of friend level but I was coming from a different angle I think it's time they added to that and explain to them and demonstrate to them how important it is to know your potential partner parent their history (laughs) and what's what's coming from behind and what what sort of not just the genetic makeup, they need to know the, the mental makeup too mm-hmm. so that they know what they're getting if they have a child. If he has a bit... Emphasised, it should be emphasised more because a lot of people are just having kids for the hell of it, not knowing these histories and they're bringing poor children into this world that have a lot of problems, medical mm-hmm. uh, medical problems. I, I don't know though, I don't know if it should be a school thing because I think stereotypically... It should, you know in... it should be a school thing, Pudding? Because teenage pregnancies are one of the biggest things that happens. I know, so, but yeah, as, sure. as Alstalia said, teenagers are horny, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's why kids come about, you yeah. know. And, you know, children, well, teenagers are rebellious as well, so they're going to do what they're going to do. Like, And I feel like in some aspects, coming from a school is not the best thing for them, especially if a lot of them are missing school or don't care for school or don't want to listen, you know? It should still be in there because it should have the choice. It's just like yeah, a lot of people don't want to listen to maths. They don't want to listen to maths. They don't want to listen to Shakespeare and, and English lessons like that. But it's put there and it's, yeah, it's some true. of it speaks. So they should. They should emphasise these things. It is important. Mm. It the is thing important is, what you'd have to do... Part of the curriculum. That means you, what you'd have to do. I mean, maybe in the... In, I don't know, maybe not as early as school, but maybe college, but by then it's already too late for a lot of people. Yeah, um, but what they could do is um year ten, get every, start would, year ten. They would have to give everybody uh, like a medical card then to say, yeah, this person has this trait and this trait. It would really take a mammoth effort to push something like that through, wouldn't it? Because you'd have to get everybody's genetic history, and then you're talking no, no, new no, world no, order no, territory. No, territory. No, Alstalio, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they should, the teachers should have a lesson, <laughs> more than one lesson, where. They explain the importance of picking the right partner, finding out your partner's history. But is that like so, so? If you if you if you have children, you know what you could have. You know that's the other thing is with that though. You're singling out people and you're leaving people out, and it's like a lot of them will be like, "So I don't get a partner because I've got, let's say, uh, dementia no, 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 in my family no. or diabetes or something like." They might be like, I don't want to mate with you because you've got diabetes in your family. Well, you what's know? wrong with that, though? You should at least know. Isn't that the off just... chance, though? Isn't it an off yeah, chance that you might get? Maybe it will happen. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's good to know because at least if you know and you have a child, you are more equipped to deal with it. Uh, it's the same right. as when a married man is dealing with a woman and he never tells her that he's got a wife. He's got a wife. Mm. Had he told her he's got a wife, would she be with would she be with him or not? That would be a choice she decide to make. It's the same thing, principle is what I'm saying when it comes to having children. No. I think they should. They, it is something that is important because I've I've heard people over the years say, if I knew, I would have never had a child with that person because now look <laughs> at the problems I've got. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. Actually, so, you know what? So, I think we can, probably, we can probably roll that into our final topic today, which I posted today. I don't actually, I'm sure we had topics from last week, but we can do them next week. Yeah, carry on. Carry on. Um, should parents adapt their parenting style to the society of which they live? 
when raising their kids. For example, kids should be more conscious of environmental issues, like recycling and resources, and also your future partners. Yeah, that's true. It in, wouldn't you know? hurt, would it? It definitely wouldn't hurt, you know, because you're not gonna. It's like a new thing, actually. You saying this, Estalia. We had a plenty of um, meetings at work, and the type of work I do is obviously a type of therapy, play therapy for children. And this one particular school was trying to push and push and push for this individual to write. But because their mobility weren't supporting them holding the pencil, we didn't make it priority. So the school was like, oh, why can't this little girl do this or that the other? Mm-hmm. But it was like the time that we're in and the environment that we're in, you can do that on clip art, on your laptop or your iPad. Yeah. And with the school she was going to, there was loads of iPads anyway, so, so you can go around communicating with an iPad and using an iPad. So there's mm-hmm. no point pushing that. So I never actually thought of like, I'd see the day where we're actually pushing for what the future might hold for children when they're our age and when they're adults and stuff. Yeah. So it wouldn't hurt, you know, I'm definitely open to that. I think there's always definitely. a, don't you think there's always a rush in the school system though? Like for example, my daughter, and uh, she's been told she's got to learn this. And I know my daughter's smarter than she pulls off. You know, she acts, she acts, I don't know if she's playing dumb to catch the wise, but she's definitely much smarter than she gives off. So I'm um, teaching her the times table now, but she's on like, like plus one, plus two. And I'm like, hold on a minute, wait there. This kid can do the three times table already, you know? Um, and the thing is, I feel like she's behind. No, at, at seven, I think she should be able to do the 10 times table by now, the one to 10. But you can, yeah. do the, you can do the free. That's what that's what I believe. And um, but the thing is, there's always this push in school that you know you should be at. A, like I'm obviously I'm pushing my daughter too, but there's a push that kids are going to be able to do certain stuff by certain ages, even though kids de- develop differently. Um, that they so they could probably wait with some stuff till later dates. Like learning to write, it's going to be easier for you to learn to write at ten or eleven or twelve. Than yeah, when the mobility is there. Yeah, and everyone's going to get these mobilities at some point. They make it look like, and I think that's just done off dumb history, historical research that if you don't learn when you're two, you'll never learn. But really, yeah. you, you can learn anything. You know, I've learned so much. I learned programming and everything, man, and, and late in my life, you know, um, I learned learning languages, linguists, sociolinguistics and stuff like this. Yeah. I learned this now, but I'm, I wasn't capable of learning this back in the day when I was... 13, 14, 12. You 10. know, over here, Australia, sorry to cut you, learning to write is starting as young as nursery school. And really? I think that's quite early to write your name. That's kind of, I think that's too early, but yeah. And it's socially damaging too. Yeah. Because yeah, if, you were, if you're caught up with the way they're trying to make everything, you've got to achieve this or done this by a certain age. Obviously, it's going to leave an impact on those who just aren't ready. To do yeah, it to that and I think that's that's the where the damage comes in, and it's unfair because you'll find you'll find some people who weren't exceeding in school are, are the ones that have exceeded in business and and in the workforce because mm-hmm. they were ready at that time, not when they were in school. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You got to go by that. So that's why mm-hmm. that's another thing to tie into your question: like, is your children or your child ready to take in that information? Yeah. You know, I like the level to understand. Mm-hmm. So it's like little things like when you mentioned about recycling, that's another thing they're trying in re- um, 
nursery school and then they're trying to get them into putting them in, in the right bins and you're thinking they don't even know where the what's a bin half the time like the kids are just putting rubbish in the basket so there's those levels as well so it's true what you're saying Madea about um the level like the understanding and stuff and mm. all of that actually I've got a, I've got a question so, I mean so I just want to finish this off like sort of thing um like for example this is a lesson that came up uh if your daughter gets a certain amount of money, let's say 50 pounds, um, and this kid wants to buy something she's already got, should you sanction it or should you say no or try and convince her that maybe it's a good idea to put the money away and buy something when you really need it or just let her make the mistake of buying two of the same things and then sit there and blow like, well, it's your fault? Oh, what I I'm so glad you said this. No, 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 no. Can, let, me, let me take the lead on this one, Medea, because I've had a big discussion throughout a lockdown with my partner about this. Okay. I'm a big believer in promoting money man- management from early. Yes, me too. Even if they're to teach them, okay, you got a pound, we can put 50p in your tin and you spend the 50p, or we can put 75p in your tin and put the remainder on, like, I don't know, 10p wham or whatever. That's mm. what I'll, you've got to put something in the tin, teach them, you know? So I always said, if I had children of my own, that's one thing I'd do. And I don't know where, I don't know how, I don't know if it's my mother taught me or what, but Definitely I used to always me. get my pocket money and save up. I used to have £60 a week, you know, Salia. Really? That £60 was, a week? Lot. Yep. I used to get paid to do babysitting one of our, one of the family members and I'll get £60 a week and I wouldn't spend it and then it went to £90 a week and I was nine. You was nine and you get used on 60 bucks a week? Yep. Where's the money, So man? that's what literally... <laughs> but then what do you think? Wow. That's a story that's <laughs> for another time. That's that little one-to-one chat, Mandy. from me for good reasons. <laughs> So, yeah, okay, we're talking about, okay, l- let's say in the region of like five, six, seven years old, you know, when I they believe, start. I believe you explain to them that they have one already, so we can save this for something else. As simple as that. For real, yeah. yeah. Is oh, that I too controlling, that. though? Is that like too controlling? It's not Is that... controlling. No, it teaches it's them because it teaches them to see outside the box it's and true. not just go for things because the money's there. It's true. Think of it this way as well, Stalia. Imagine if, say if it's your little one, your daughter, she wants to do that. Mm. When mommy and daddy's not around and say if you needed the bus to go home or whatever, at least you've saved that money instead of spending it at the gift shop or wherever. So sometimes it's good to keep that money on you for something that money might be needed towards something in the future. Mm. And it's not controlling that, Stalia. I don't think it's controlling to put the money to something else. Yeah. You give her the, the option of putting it on something else that she hasn't got or has, has that need, that she needs. That's, yeah. that's all you're doing. You're diverting her from what she's already got. Yeah. Setting goals as well. Yeah. As well. I'm saying, oh, maybe in six months' time you can get this bike or this doll or, you know, or me and you can put money together and get something greater. And that's, you know, me and daddy and you are going halves on something it's just teaching them mm. you know to understand and I always remember I don't know how I learned that skill but I've applied that in life and I've always 
tried to get myself unstuck, even if I ever borrowed money. You know, mm. I've always came back stronger than before, just from them little skills. So I always value those sort of skills. And I always promote um, teaching that to your little ones. Yeah. Oh, that's what I say. I firmly believe in um, the whole idea that you, if you give someone fish, you know, they can eat today, but it's better to teach them how to fish so they can eat for life. And I think that's the same with money. If you just yeah. give them money and tell them, yeah, go and spend it, go and spend it. You're not teaching them. But if you tell them, teach them money management as early as possible. And I think five, six, seven years old, give them yeah. money and teaching that, look, if you spend this money, you won't be able to buy other stuff that you might actually need when the time arises, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you just give it out, phew, it's stupid. So that's my, um, that's my thoughts too. So I guess we're all in agreement actually. Considering, yeah. considering we all come from the same family, that's yeah. probably why. Probably why. Yeah. Okay. The, the thing is, I think this, this is something to do with like, like so my fears would be, would that create a spoiled child then? If I say to the kid, okay, you decide what you want to do with the money. And then she goes out or he goes out and spends all the money and then comes back as like, oh, I don't have any money left. Would they, I mean, you could use that as a benchmark. Say, remember that time when you spent so much money you're for 50 pounds on the stuff and now you don't have any money this is it this is the time you need it so but i wouldn't allow that in the first place I, I don't think you should allow that in the first place i think you should divert them away and let them learn that they can use the money for better things and and as um pudding said spend some and and save some simple simple yeah. yeah yeah okay good I, li- I, li- I like you guys you're good guys yeah i like you guys <laughs> you're all right you're all right yeah. <laughs> uh and that yeah. note i think we'll wrap up there because yeah i got work in the morning <laughs> oh have an eye as well work, work. actually i've actually uh, put myself up for the um union following oh. Travis's um, yeah but uh, have, this, they, have they let you in they're not gonna let me in no of course not <laughs> no, I'm sorry the way you're so tight <laughs> <laughs> because, because the thing is that our place needs a real change and I thought I could be Barack Obama and bring change in but there's obviously forces working against me to make sure I don't make it in we're in Germany now where there's no rules you know like in Europe in England you probably have like has to be one guy one one English guy one black guy, one woman, one per- you know, it has to be diverse. Here it doesn't matter. Here it's like it could be all Germans. I don't know why you're still there to be honest. <laughs> I knew you were say that, I knew. I'll, never, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm still here. I'll tell you why I'm still here because soon he is going to give is my springboard to get to Brazil. So that's why I'm still here. <laughs> You'll be saying that when you're a pensioner. I'll be like, I'm going to make it to Brazil. I'll be in England before then. You'll be just like, do you remember life? The yeah. Movie life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys. Oh, oh, let's go around the table. Um, Madea, you got any last words? I'm just saying, um, lockdown will be over soon, you hope. So stay yeah, safe until hope. then. Okay. And uh, Pudding? Parents out there, um, I hope you're listening and you've really took in what we've all discussed today. And I do think it's a serious matter to teach your children great morals and 
the value of life and you know how to take care of themselves and making them independent but independent in a fair way where it's age appropriate because you cannot rely on schools especially at the minute with all that's going on so it's only you it's down to you you brought the kids into the world so you know support them and try and give them the good life you know the best life that you can okay and i will say subscribe and alamia youtube e lamia facebook uh commentary yeah that's the logo see you later guys bye 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 bye